Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, 237926. All right, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marcoux. I am the Mortgage Mom. And today we are going to be talking about the Federal Reserve. What did they do last week? How has that changed things this week? As you guys can see, Buck is in the room with me today. So he is part of the show. He is the mortgage dog. He's so cute back there. He is trying to figure out, Mom, how am I going to get comfortable on this chair? You're sitting on my chair. This is so funny. Anyway, so welcome to Mortgage Mom Radio. We're going to talk all about the Federal Reserve. Colin Powell talked today. What does that mean for you guys? What have we seen happen with interest rates so far since the announcement last Wednesday to pause the rate hike? Um, are they going to raise it again in the future? What are they anticipating? What does that mean for you? So what is going to happen with interest rates? What is happening with housing? I've heard, I can't even tell you how many calls and questions that I've had. Are we going into a recession? Our home price is going to fall. So we are going to be talking about all of that today. But we are going to take a super quick break. We're going to let everybody get on. I am going to put the mortgage dog away because he is definitely not doing well here in the chair with me. And we are going to take a super quick break. And when we get back, we are going to jump into that along with debt. So what is going on with consumer debt, credit cards? Everybody has got quite a bit of that. And we're going to talk about that today as well. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Debbie Marcoux, the mortgage mom. Have you been thinking about buying a new property or buying your first property and you have no idea where to get started? Well, it's our job here at Mortgage Mom Radio to educate you and to get you that game plan to get you moving forward. Give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website to Mortgage Mom Radio. Com. You can book yourself an appointment right there. It's a free phone consultation and we'll get you started and on your way. Hi, this is Debbie Marcoux, the mortgage mom. Are you a homeowner swimming in debt? Do you have a very low interest rate on your mortgage and that's what's stopping you from doing a refinance to get that debt paid off? Give us a call. Let's talk. Let's go through the numbers. Let's see if there's not an opportunity to get that debt paid off and still save you money every month. Let's get your cash flow back in order. Give me a call. The number is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. Mm-hmm. All right. So welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcoux and the Mortgage Dog uh, are 
good little buck has been put away. He was definitely getting in my way. I thought he was going to just lay down and relax and sleep during the show. And obviously he did not. So he threw me a little off my game. But welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. We are going to talk about the Fed. I can see that Jen jumps on. She says, I am waiting for this. Thank you for going live. So I do want to remind everybody. So last week I did not end up going live. I was not feeling well at all. Uh, So on radio, we actually did a replay of the week, the show before. So if you guys do want to see me do the shows live, you've got to tune in when I do them. Today we're going uh, late because my son is actually the one that does all of the, he does the show, he's doing all of the streaming, he's making sure that you guys can see me, hear me. Uh, he is my producer and he actually got himself his uh, very first real job. So uh, today was a training day. He couldn't say, hey, I can't go in on Wednesdays, that's Mortgage Mom Day. And so if you got my text message, you know that I'm on. If you didn't get a text message or you thought I was coming on right at one o'clock, you would have been waiting and didn't, you know, didn't see me. So I do want to remind everybody that the best way to know when I go live so that you can get interactive with me, you can ask your questions, you know what the show is going to be about that day, you know whether you you want to jump in and you want to listen, um, is to text the word mom. So you need to opt yourself in. So text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. If you opt yourself in, then you would have gotten a text message today at 345. Uh, You wouldn't have gotten a text message last Wednesday, so you would have known I'm not gonna jump on and wait for the show that didn't ever come to play. Um, So that is the very best way to know when we go live and to be able to be part of the show. So uh, Jen, thank you so much for the comment. I wanna remind everybody, if you have questions, you wanna tell me you're here, you wanna let me know that you're listening, that you're watching, uh, please you know, jump into the feed, ask those questions, Give me a thumbs up. Um, You know, just let me know that you're here and you're with us and you're part of the show. So with that, let's jump in. What went down last Wednesday? And gosh, that would have been such a good show. I was, you know, I I was actually, I, I, I suffered through, put the makeup on, did the hair and I just couldn't do it. I just didn't feel well enough. So I do apologize for that. But I did want to make the big announcement that the Fed did decide to pause the rate hikes. So, you know, we were talking for the last couple of weeks. What do we think is going to happen? What is the anticipation? How, what, you know, what determines the interest rates that we have going on? The anticipation was that they were going to raise those rates by a quarter of a percent. That quarter of a percent that they were expecting did get already put into the interest interest rates that we had for our clients that we were quoting that were part of our rate sheets. And then they came and they said, we're going to pause it. We're going to wait. We've done it 10 times in a row. We have raised the prime rate by 5% over the last 10 meetings. And so we are going to pause it this time. We are going to hold off. We are going to wait. We are going to give what we've done the time that it needs to kind of simmer in the economy. You know, are we going to start to see that inflation come down even further? Exactly what are we going to see take place before we decide to start increasing those rates again? So if you read into what I just said, and I'm reading into exactly what they're saying as I'm watching, you know, the the Jerome Powell, uh, he was talking today, um, watching him at their last announcement last Wednesday. 
what the indicator has been and is at this point in time, what most most financial experts are expecting uh, is that they are going to increase the interest rate at the next meeting by another quarter and that they even indicated that they would probably raise that rate again a second time by another quarter at the meeting at, at the meeting after that. Now, we all know that what they say they're going to do and then what actually does happen can completely change within a six month or a six week span, right? So this is as of today, this is what we are hearing, this is what we are expecting for them to do. Now, the nice thing is since last Wednesday, we did actually see interest rates improve just a tad because that quarter of a point that they were expecting it to be raised didn't come to play. We actually had a little bit of movement, so rates did improve just slightly. Uh, however, they didn't improve huge. I mean, we, we did see a slight come, you know, slight downturn in that rate sheet. Uh, nice, right? We'll take any downturn that we can get at this point. Um, but nothing that was huge but, but it, or significant, but it did come down just a bit, which, which is always helpful. Um, what we are going to see is that they're going to start to talk as we get closer to that next meeting and we are going to start hearing them, you know, the different members of the Federal Reserve will start talking about what they think and what they would expect to happen and, you know, what their opinion is. And so from that, there's going to be more anticipation that builds. And based on that anticipation, we're going to see, are they going to start to build in another quarter into our rate sheets? Are they not? You know, do they think that they're going to hold? So it's all a big question mark at this point in time, what is going to happen. It's always a question mark. Nobody absolutely knows exactly what will take place. Uh, but all I can do is give you the information that I receive at the time that I receive it. So that is kind of where we are with that announcement that was made. Uh, they do believe the jobs are still very strong. Um, inflation is coming down. It's not obviously at the 2% mark where they're trying to get it to. So they do want to continue to stay strong with the elevated interest rates to try to get that inflation down. Um, but I do want to talk about, you know, housing. So the big, big question uh, that really seems like it's been top of mind for everybody is, you know, are we in a recession? Are we going to go into a recession? Is a recession coming? When that recession comes, are we going to see interest or are we going to see home values drop? And I know I'm the mortgage mom. I'm talking mortgage mom. I'm talking mortgage and real estate in this show. And so many of you are coming to me saying, you know, should should I be buying? Should I not be buying? Will, you know, interest rates uh, come down? Will home prices come down? You know, I've been sitting on the fence. I've been waiting to buy. I'm waiting for those home values to come down so that I can pull the trigger. And so we're going to talk about that. And I did actually pull up quite a few articles that I'm going to read to you guys some of the articles. We're going to talk about those articles and what they see coming to play. Um, my dad did jump in and he says, hi. So dad, thanks so much for watching. You're my biggest fan. Uh, Carrie says, hi, Debbie, love your hair. Carrie, thank you so much. Always appreciate that. Heather jumps on. She says, hi, everyone. So Heather, thanks for joining as well. So I do want to kind of talk about, you know, where do we think things are headed? Our home price is going to drop. Then I do also want to get into consumer debt because consumer debt right now has also been a really big piece of information. It's been a big article, big news that they have 
have been talking about. We are at the highest levels of consumer credit card debt that we have been in uh, since I believe the early 2000s. Um, so I mean like early, early 2000s. So this is something too that I think is weighing on a lot of you if you do have credit card debt. So I think it's important for us to talk about. Um, but first I wanna talk about the housing. I think that that's the most important thing because we have a lot of you guys that are sitting on the market waiting to pull the trigger and you're wondering, is that going to happen? Or should I be waiting? Or should I not be waiting? So the, um, the first article that I actually pulled up, and I think that this was a really good one, and it just came out June the 16th, so it's not very old at all. It's, you know, maybe a week at this point. Um, this is from Bankrate, so you guys could go to Bankrate and you could find the article yourself, and it's called, Is the Housing Market About to Crash? Here's what experts say. So I think I thought that this was really good. It breaks it down really well. And at the end of the article, I think that, you know, you guys will kind of get a little bit better understanding of where things are at today. So it says, you know, um, uh, let's see, let's, let's start. Where does this start? Um, page one, page two. So on this page, um, at, let's see, home prices, uh, let's see, as of April, 2023, home prices had declined year over year for three consecutive months, with February's drop making the first in nearly 11 years. The real estate party raged on larger than uh, longer than anyone expected. The National Association of Realtors reported that median prices in the spring of 2022 topped 400,000 for the first time ever. Now, remember, a lot of you are listening to me in California because that's where it actually airs on radio. But this is across the nation. So this is not just uh, localized to Southern California, to Los Angeles. Um, even after the recent retreat, prices are up by more than 100,000 since the coronavirus pandemic began in March of 2020, according to NAR. So NAR is the National Association of Realtors when I refer to that. Um, now bidding wars have largely faded, inventories are loosening, and the feeling of frothiness is gone. So what's next? In May, Elon Musk, the multi-billionaire founder of Tesla and owner of Twitter, tweeted this prediction. So this is Elon. Let's see what he says. Commercial real estate is melting down fast. Home values next. And after the June 14th Fed meeting, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell told reporters he was keeping a close eye on the housing market. Housing is very interesting interest sensitive and it's one of the first places that either helped by low rates or held back by higher rates Powell said in the press conference we're watching that situation carefully he announced no rate hike in June for the first time in 10 straight meetings so we'll see what effect that has on real estate in the coming weeks so this is what Elon Musk has to say okay so the next one um this is from Lawrence Yoon, chief economist from the National Association of Realtors. The market is clearly turning. While at this, while all this might sound ominous, housing economists and analysts say any market correction is likely to be a modest one. No one expects price drops on the scale of the declines experienced during the Great Recession. Rob Dietz, chief economist at the National Association of Home Builders, sums, sums up the consensus among housing experts, we're thinking this is going to be a moderate downturn, he says. Is the housing market going to crash? So I love this. 
The last time the U.S. housing market looked so frothy was back in 2005 to 2007. Then home values crashed with disastrous consequences. When the real estate bubble burst, the global economy plunged into the deepest downturn since the Great Depression. Now that the housing boom is threatened by soaring mortgage rates and a potential recession, buyers and homeowners are asking a familiar question. Is the housing market about to crash? So Elon seems to think so. National Association of Realtors seems to think that we're going to see a modest correction. So, okay, so that's good to know. Housing economists agree that prices could fall further, but the decline won't be as severe as the one homeowners experienced during the Great Recession. One obvious difference between now and then is that homeowners' personal balance sheets are much stronger today than they were 15 years ago. The typical homeowner with a mortgage has stellar credit, a ton of home equity, and a fixed rate mortgage locked in at a rate well below 5%. In fact, according to a new Redfin study, 82.4% of all current homeowners are locked in below the 5% mark. So I can keep going on this article, but it's... it. it everything is a question mark as I kind of started off with what's going to happen with when the Fed talks next and are they going to raise the rates another quarter and here you've got Elon Musk saying that he thinks that the housing market is going to get destroyed um, you've got the National Association of Realtors and other chief economists that are saying we think that there's going to probably be some sort of a downturn but it's going to be modest it's going to be very small there were many articles that I read that expect the national I believe that it was the National Association of Realtors no it wasn't I'm going to take that back it was actually Fannie Mae came out and said that they believe that in the year of 2023, which is what we're in, we are going to see about 1.2% in the housing prices falling. And in 2024, they believe that they will see 2.2% in home price declines. So that's Fannie Mae, right? They all have a different opinion and they all have different economists doing the research to try to figure out and try to pinpoint what exactly is going to take place. So let's talk a little bit about what does this mean for you? So number one, we're going to talk about home buyers really quick. And then number two, we're going to talk about homeowners. You own a home today. So home buyer, right? You're thinking, should I buy a home? Should I be waiting? At the end of the day, if Fannie Mae is right, and if most of the chief economists that are in the National Association of Realtors and Redfin and Bankrate feel that it's going to be a very modest decline and we could be seeing percentage point drops in property values, then sitting on hold and waiting is not really doing you any justice. You're putting aside the opportunity of owning a home. You're putting to the side the opportunity of having a vehicle that is going to make you and return equity to you. It is a savings account. You're making a payment every month. Your property value, your balance is dropping. Your value, even if things do decline, will eventually go up. That is just the normal cycle of the real estate market. So if it is your time to buy, and your family needs a home, and you find the home that works for you and for your family, it does not make sense to sit on the fence and wait. And that is my opinion as the mortgage mom. Now, if you go by what Elon Musk has to say, 
he thinks that the floor is going to fall through. So if you believe what he has to say, not being somebody that is inundated in the real estate world, and I'm not saying he's wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong by any means. He is one smart guy. Um, but if you feel that his opinion is the right opinion, then that's something that you lean your hat on and you say, hey, you know what? I think that we're going to wait. So it really just depends on you and your family and who you believe and what you think. But at the end of the day, there's never a bad time to buy a home. There's really just a bad time to sell. So if you buy your home and your property value does drop in value, you know what? You don't sell. You hold on to the property. You stay where you are. You refinance it. Interest rates will come down. If we hit a recession, interest rates have to come down. They've got to give everybody some relief. So you refinance the home and you lower your interest rate and you make your payment better on the property that you do already own, which will eventually go back up in value if that even comes to play. Now, there were articles that I was reading that said that they've already started to see property values tick up. Um, so that's another article that came out that I was reading on Forbes. You know, we feel that the values have already gone through from uh, June of 2022 now to June of 2023. We've seen a 1.7% decline in property values, and we are now starting to see property values rise again. So they are feeling that we've already seen the declines that we're going to see. So the question is, is who do you believe, right? And here is the mortgage mom. It's my job to help you to interpret what you're reading and understand that Nobody knows. Nobody has a crystal ball and everybody's just giving you their best guess and their best opinion. So let's let's look at the opposite side of you're a homeowner, right? You've got a nice low interest rate on your mortgage today. And you're thinking, you know, should I sell or should I refinance? I've got a ton of debt. So we're going to talk about you, homeowner, here in just a minute. But in the meantime, we're going to take a super quick break so I can grab some water. And we get back, we're going to keep on going with this conversation. So stay tuned. Hi, this is Debbie Marku, the Mortgage Mom. Are you a homeowner swimming in debt? Do you have a very low interest rate on your mortgage? And that's what's stopping you from doing a refinance to get that debt paid off. Give us a call. Let's talk. Let's go through the numbers. Let's see if there's not an opportunity to get that debt paid off and still save you money every month. Let's get your cash flow back in order. Give me a call. The number is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. Hi, this is Carrie Young with Mortgage Mom Radio. Did you know there are multiple home loan options available with little to no money down? Whether it's conventional, VA, FHA, USDA, or down payment assistance, let us find a loan that's right for you to get you into a home with minimal out-of-pocket expense. Give us a call. That number is 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. That's W E. L-E-N-D, and the number four. Or visit our website. That's mortgagemomradio.com. Nice. All right, so welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I am Debbie Marku. I am the Mortgage Mom. Today we're talking about the Federal Reserve. They decided to pause rate hikes. They are saying that they are ex expecting or anticipating two more rate hikes at the next two meetings that will come in six more weeks or at least five weeks at this point. It was last Wednesday that they had their meetings. So in six weeks from last Wednesday, which is five weeks from today, we're going to have them meet again. They are indicating 
that they are going to raise the rates another quarter of a point. And then at the meeting after that, probably another quarter point, and then they should be holding steady. So the nice part is, is that we're finally coming to an end. Now I can give you my opinion as the mortgage mom and say, I don't know why they paused us. I don't know why if they expect to do another quarter in six weeks and another quarter in six weeks after that, why not just rip the Band-Aid off, give us the half a point last week and call it good, hold us steady and then start bringing us down as soon as they can. However, I am sure that there are much smarter people in the world than me and they have a reason behind it. And I'm going to guess what the reason behind it is that they need to test the water. So they went so hard, so fast and for so long, 10 meetings in a row. And that's not 10 months. Remember that those meetings are six weeks apart. So every six weeks for 10 meetings straight, they raise those rates and they've raised them an entire 5%. That is very, very fast. So I'm going to guess that they're feeling like they needed to pause. They need to let the dust settle a bit over the next six weeks. They need to see what the implications are of the, the increases that they've done before they decide whether or not they are for sure going to continue to increase. However, um, I just say get it done and over with. That's that's just me. That's just the mom. I, I, I like to just get it done and over with. Give me the bad news. Make me live with it. Pause me. Keep me there. Hold me steady. And then come on now. Let's get on with life, right? But Again, obviously, there's reasons behind it why they do it and, you know, much smarter and more educated people than the mortgage mom. So uh, we're going to go with it and we're, that's that's what they're doing. So they paused it and they are saying that there's a good chance that they are going to raise it again a quarter, again after that another quarter, and then they should be pausing it from there, which would be fabulous. That means that we've hit the top of what they're going to do to us. Now things change all of the time. Um, again, they could change that idea, that indication what they're thinking today can be completely different in six weeks from now. So it is truly hard to say exactly what is going to happen, which is what you just heard me talk about with the housing market. You know, um, Elon Musk seems to think that things are going to go crazy. And every other economist that is part of Redfin, Zillow, <laughs> chief economist for the National Association of Realtors, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you know, they all feel that we um, are not going to see very modest um fall in value. Some of them feel that we've already seen the fall in value. Things are already starting to come back around. Um, but I do want to focus on the, the negative and I want to talk about credit card debt because I think that that is very important. It is something that is of high, high topic here in the United States right now. And many of us and our households are feeling the repercussions of the rate hikes, which have made the credit card debt more expensive. It's made our minimum payments more, which has made it a little bit more difficult to try to pay those credit cards off. The cost that we felt in all of our utility bills, the cost that we felt at the grocery stores, the cost we felt at the gas pumps, all of that has actually um, started to people needing to use those credit cards to be able to cover expenses, which only then exacerbates the problem. Like literally it just keeps, you know, adding on top of each other over and over again. And so it is really, really important that we talk a little bit about homeowners. So um, one of the thing that I pulled up, and this is from Business Insider. So if you guys want to look up this article, you can as well. I don't steal anything, and I'm not saying that this is my data. Um, but it says Americans are facing triple trouble from credit card debt with more cards, bigger balances, and higher rates than ever. 
Um, so, and this came out June the 20th. So again, a very recent article with more up-to-date information. Uh, I could see that my aunt jumps on and uh, hi there, my aunt Pam. I love you. Haven't seen Jan for a while. Um, so we're going to read this. It says, a new report from creditcards.com released Tuesday determined the states with the highest and lowest credit card burdens by comparing each state's credit card debts to household incomes. According to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, total credit card balances stayed around a record $986 billion between fourth quarter 2022 and first quarter 2023. A January bank rate survey further found 35% of American adults carry some sort of credit card debt. Ted Rossman, the senior industry analyst at Bankrate.com, who led the study, told Insider just 54% of cardholders pay their bills in full every month and that credit card debt is often several multiples higher than most other forms of debt. Nor does credit card debt build any value unlike homes or college education. Um, so... This is very important for you guys to know, and I could go into every single state who's got the most debt, um, but you know we we want to get to the the important stuff, right? So credit card interest rates aren't going down anytime soon. Despite last week's Fed decision, relief for credit card holders may not come anytime soon. The Federal Open Market Committee held interest rates steady at its June meeting, putting a pause on the Fed's 10 consecutive increases in 15 months. This left the target benchmark borrowing rate between 5% and 5.25%. However, the Fed also projected another two 25 basis point rate hikes before the end of the year. So as I mentioned just a bit ago uh, here in the show. So after the May rate hike, many major lenders, including Chase and Bank of America, began increasing rates in June, and it's likely that lenders will continue hiking their rates after future interest rate increases, Rossman said. Rossman said that with stubbornly high rates for the foreseeable future, credit card debt will continue to pain many consumers still squeezed by high prices. Future rate increases hit both existing balances and new purchases since when the underlying index changes, card companies don't need to give cardholders any special notice that they will apply that to these balances. So basically, whatever you owe on your credit card at the time that the interest rates are, are raised, at the time that they say, hey, we're going to you know, hike these rates another quarter, whatever that balance is that you owe on that credit card debt, and the same goes for home equity lines of credit, that balance automatically goes up immediately with those rate hikes. So not only is credit card debt at its ultimate, you know, highest numbers that they've ever seen right now throughout the United States and through many households here in America, um, but they're also increasing in what it's costing you to hold those balances. And many homeowners right now are don't have the means to pay those credit cards off in full. Now, if we go with you know, homeowner, right? If you're a homeowner and you own your home, the double digit equity that you have in your property from that appreciation that you've seen over these last few years, 
you have the equity in your home to be able to do something about those credit card debts. And remember that those home equity lines of credit, those rates are adjustable as well, and they change immediately also when those rate hikes happen. So if you're a homeowner and you took an equity line of credit thinking, I'm gonna go buy another property, I'm gonna use it for the down payment, I'll refinance it when rates come back down. You're a homeowner and you took an equity line of credit, you didn't want to refinance your home, but you wanted to do home improvement. So you figured I'll put it on an equity line of credit and when rates come down, I'll refinance it. You're a homeowner, you took an equity line of credit and you figured, you know, I'm going to uh, pay off credit card debt and I'll refinance it when property values come down. Many of you doing that because you thought, I don't want to lose the interest rate I have on my mortgage today. I'm one of those people that in the article that I talked about earlier have an interest rate that is less than 5%. I don't wanna touch that rate, so I'll take the equity line of credit, this will get me through for now, and then I'll refinance it when interest rates do come back down. You're feeling that, that pinch from that equity line, monthly payment going up, uh, the interest that you owe on that equity line is making your balance increase, uh, you're not getting it paid down. The credit cards, you're not getting paid down. If you're making minimum payments on those credit cards, you're not paying them down. If you're using those credit cards to try to supplement your total expenses every month, uh, you're not getting them paid down. So if you are a homeowner and you have a ton of equity in your property, this is when you need to sit down and say, maybe I didn't make the right decisions. Maybe I need to be doing something different. And that is when you need to get on the phone and you need to call the mortgage mom and you need to talk to me or you need to talk to one of the girls on my team and you need to go through all of the debts and expenses that you have because there is an opportunity for homeowners and I hope that you guys that are out there that are not homeowners are hearing me say that if you were a homeowner if you would have bought a home and you had equity in your home you would have an escape route to try to get rid of or to take care of or to try to reduce uh, some of that debt that you might be carrying, but you don't, and so these aren't options for you, but homeowners, they are. Homeowners, you have the opportunity. You can look at an equity line. You can look at a fixed rate second. We can look at a full, uh, complete refinance. Many of you, again, are still very stubborn and go, but my rate's 4%, I don't wanna refinance it. But if your rate is 4% and your credit card interest rate is 21, 25, 29%, uh, and you're carrying a balance of you know $10,000, $20,000 on those credit cards, or you have a $150,000 line of credit that's at, you know, equity line of credit that's at 12 or 12 12.5%. When you look at what the blended rate is between your 4% and your 125 21 or 25% rate, you're probably somewhere around a 7% mark. And that 7% mark is what a new refinance would probably be, possibly even lower. I think we've been locking people in just under seven, probably six and three quarters, six and a half is kind of the going rate right now. Um, but we can get you locked into that over a 30 year period, everything paid off, dead off your back uh, and your and your total payments. Yes, maybe your mortgage payment will go up, but your total monthly payments with the debt you're paying off will actually cash flow you better. So homeowners, you know, use your equity, think about it. It might not be right for you. It might not be the right decision, but you don't know if it's the right decision until you reach out and you actually ask the questions. So that would be one uh, piece of advice that I would give to you guys. And of course, I'm not a financial advisor. I have to say that. Um, but that would be the mortgage mom's mom education of the day um, that, you know, you've got to find out. You have to know what would a refinance look like? How Would it help me? Would it not? The math doesn't lie. We're not here to push you to 
do something that you don't want to do. We're not here to put you in a direction that doesn't make sense for you. But the math doesn't lie. So when you look at the math and you look at the numbers, does it make sense? Is it something that would make your life more affordable, uh, make your credit score better? You're not, you're not, you know, high on balances to credit limits. Your credit score hasn't dropped. You know, many of the things that they're talking about right now that are good pieces of advice for somebody that is swimming in credit card debt would be to try to take and open a new credit card with a 0% balance transfer and get the money at least over to something that is offering you that introductory rate. But if you have maxed out your credit cards and you owe almost what your balances or your limits are, your credit score is probably dropped quite significantly because you, you're maxed out, not because your credit's negative, not because you've missed any payments, but because you're maxed out, your credit score is dropped, and you're probably not eligible for that balance transfer. I'm not saying that you're not, and I'm not saying that you can't find it, but I'm just saying that it does make it much more difficult for you to execute that kind of a plan or that idea. So again, the best thing that you could possibly do is reach out to us, talk to us, let's go through your numbers. We're going to show you the actual calculator that we use. We're going to put in your mortgage balance. We're going to put in the interest rate that you have. We're going to put in your credit card balance, put in the credit card interest rate that you have. Student loans, guys, I just want to remind you that many of you over the last couple of years have not been making student loan payments. Many of you have had those deferred. They have been deferred. Payments haven't been due. So those payments are coming due again. And if you are not ready for them, if you haven't budgeted them into your monthly expenses, it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. So keep that in mind. That could be something that you could also be looking into consolidating with a new refinance. Um, you've got to remember that there's a lot of things out there. You could have taken personal loans. You, you took a personal loan from SoFi because you wanted to get your credit cards paid off and you thought that was better than doing the refinance. You know, those SoFi uh, interest rates, take a look at them. They're still pretty high. They're like, you know, probably in the 12 to 15% range would be my guess. Um, and you're paying that off over five to seven years, most of the time about five years. And so that monthly payment can be pretty extraordinary, which could be making life more difficult, which is then turning you to use those credit cards because you're having a hard time covering the bills. So you took a loan to pay off the credit card debt and now you're using the credit cards to survive because you can't afford the monthly payment for that personal loan. So let's look at your entire situation. Let's look at what your personal loans are, what the interest rate is, what the balances, the credit cards, the student loans, the equity lines, guys. If you have those equity lines, so many of you took equity lines because you didn't want to touch that first mortgage. It really could be time that we start talking about possibly consolidating and getting those put together. So uh, my rant for the day for my homeowners, and I do hope that you guys reach out, take advantage of us. We're not here to bite. We're not here to force you. We're not here to push you to do something that you don't want to do. We're here to have a conversation with you, talk about where you're at, what have you got going on, type those things right into the computer, and we'll shoot it over to you so that you can actually see what the result is. And from there, you and your family get to make the best decision for you. And does it make sense, you know, to move forward, pull the trigger and get a refinance started. So please, please, if you have questions, reach out. How do you guys reach us? Super simple. 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. 
It is the same phone number to text the word mom. <laughs> that way you opt in and you get to actually watch me do this show live on YouTube, totally unedited. You get to see me do it. You get to ask your questions. You get to put your comments into the feed. You get your answers immediately if you're not quite ready to pick up the phone and make that phone call. So if you're a little bit shy, know when I go live, get that text message. I promise I don't spam you. You get one text message a week. That is it. Um, Rochelle got on, says, thank you, mom. You're very welcome, Rochelle. I hope that this is valuable information for you. One thing I want you homeowners to keep in mind, one last thing, and then I'm going to go back to my home buyers for the day. But the last thing I want my homeowners to keep in mind, and I want in the back of your head, if you are a pessimist, you feel the world is coming to an end. You think that the recession is around the corner. It's going to happen any day now. Elon Musk is, of course, a genius and he knows everything and property values are going to fall through the floor. Okay, so if you are a homeowner and you have a ton of equity today and we know that interest rates in the future are going to hold for quite some time and they're talking into uh, probably holding through 2024 is the most recent data that I've read. Again, that can change any day. But as of today, I'm hearing that they're going to stop. They're going to pause the rate hikes by the end of this year and then they're going to hold us steady in 2024. So I'm guessing we're going to see rates stay about the same in 2024 as they are right now today. And then in 2025 is when we're going to start to see probably some reprieve. So as you guys are trying to make decisions and as you're trying to make moves and chest moves for your family, right, trying to decide what's the best thing to do, if interest rates aren't coming down to do a refinance, you're swimming in debt, you're a pessimist, and you believe property values are going to fall through the floor, you have equity today. Your property value today is higher than it has ever been. If your property value drops, because Musk is right, you do not have the equity that you need to pull out cash to pay off debt. You do not have the equity that you need to pull out cash to improve your home. You do not have the equity that you need if property values crash. So if that helps my pessimists out there think about maybe... Maybe I should try to get myself out of this debt. I should consolidate that line of credit. I should consolidate those credit cards. I should consolidate everything, get it all into one, get my life breathing a little bit easier. And hey, in a year and a half from now, in 2025, if that's what it takes, we'll refinance that loan. We'll drop that interest rate. We'll make that payment even better. But while I have the equity, I'm going to do that refinance and I'm going to get everything consolidated to put myself in a better situation to live through, you know, to kind of make it through the next year, year and a half. So that's for my pessimists, okay? I don't believe that we're going to see things fall through the floor. I truly don't. That's, that's not my opinion on the matter. Um, but I think that many of you, you do think that. And so I think that it is important that I address all of the different pieces in the room and all of the different thought processes because we know from everything I read at the beginning of the show, every economist has a different opinion of exactly what is going to happen, right? Um, Rochelle says, yes. And she says, did a HELOC and currently doing an ADU now. So this session has been very valuable. And Rochelle, that's amazing. When your ADU is done, you probably do want to try to get that HELOC consolidated, depending on how much money that you had to take to build those ADUs. Those ADUs are not super cheap. So it probably cost you, you know, a pretty penny to, to build it. So depending on what your balance is today, what you owe on the home equity line of credit, Credit. And many times we'll take like, let's say, for example, we thought that that ADU was going to cost us 100000 to build. 
And then we get into the build. And then we realize that the ADU actually costs us 130. Well, you don't have the extra 30. So then you go to the credit cards, you use the credit cards, you get the ADU done. So anyway, Michelle, the point is, is when you're done with that ADU build, definitely give us a call and let's see what we can do to try to maybe uh, make things a little bit better. And you know what? Maybe you don't need them better. Maybe it's exactly where it should be. And that's exactly what we're going to tell you. So we are not here again to get you guys into loans that you shouldn't take. We are not here to put you into something that doesn't make sense. Our goal is to make sure that you're making the right decisions. You're making the right chess moves for you and your family. And that you guys are in the best financing you can be in in at that point in time. So that is the most important thing. Um, So stay tuned. We're going to take a super fast break. When we get back, I'm going to jump back into my home buyers and then we're going to finish up the show. So stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Debbie Marku, the mortgage mom. Have you been thinking about buying a new property or buying your first property and you have no idea where to get started? Well, it's our job here at Mortgage Mom Radio to educate you and to get you that game plan to get you moving forward. Give us a call. It's 844-935-3634. That's 844 844- we lend for you. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Or head on over to our website to mortgagemomradio.com. You can book yourself an appointment right there. It's a free phone consultation and we'll get you started and on your way. All right. So welcome back to Mortgage Mom Radio. I'm Debbie Marcou. I am the Mortgage Mom. You want to know when I go live, you want to be part of the show. You want to see me do it. You got to text the word mom to 844-935-3634. That's 844-WE-LEND-FOR-YOU. W-E-L-E-N-D and the number four. Text the word mom. It'll opt you in. You'll get a text message once a week. That way you can actually click the link and join the live stream. Now, if you are not a phone call person or if you're like me, which I am very bad about, I'll call and if nobody answers, I hang up and I don't leave a message. Remember, you guys are calling me. Sometimes it's the evening. Sometimes it's the weekend. If it's a Saturday or a Sunday, you guys are listening to the show on radio. Um, We might be on the phone with somebody that just called in that was listening to the show. You try to call you get a voicemail you don't want to leave a message I get it super simple you can text the same phone number with your name and telephone number just text us and say you know this is you know Bob Smith and uh, would you please call me it's that simple we'll give you a call as soon as we hang up the phone you guys can leave a message in the general box we're going to call you back within an hour or two hours at the longest Um, you guys you know there's so many ways to get a hold of us but it is the same phone number for everything you can call us you can text us and you can opt yourself in by texting nothing more than the word mom, just M-O-M, not opt in, no quotation marks, nothing, just mom. So, um, but whatever, however it is the easiest for you to communicate is totally perfect and fine by us. So I promise I wanted to get back to my home buyers. So this is going to be the end of the show. We're going to wrap this up with this, but this was um, an article that I pulled. It's called Housing Market Predictions for 2023. When will home prices be affordable again? This is from Forbes Advisor. So I think I like to tell you guys um, where these articles come from so that if you want to find them, you can. This is from June the 15th. Again, a very recent article. So not old data by any means. This is where we're at at this point. 
So um, there's a couple of paragraphs I do want to read to you guys that I thought were important. A lot of it is kind of the same exact information I've already given you throughout the show, but they all make a different twist, which again goes to, you know, nobody really knows. We're all making our best educated guesses. So will the housing market crash in 2023? Due in part to the ongoing inventory crunch, keeping home prices elevated, Many economists predict the housing market is more likely to correct itself from the double-digit percentage jumps in home prices we've seen over the past years rather than crash. S&P CoreLogic Case Schiller Home Price Index, boy, is that a mouthful, uh, posted a month-over-month national price growth reading of 1.3% for March before seasonal adjustment. After seasonal adjustment, the month-over-month increase was 0.4%. This is the second consecutive month of modest national increases following seven months of consecutive decreases. Experts consider this latest trend an indicator indicator that home price declines are now a thing of the past. Well, gosh, isn't this different than what Elon Musk thought, right? He's going to probably sue me, I'm thinking. Anyway, here we go. Um, Two months of increasing prices do not a definitive recovery make, but March's results suggest that the decline in home prices that began in June of 2022 may have come to an end said Craig J. Lazara, Managing Director at S&P DJI, in the report. That said, the challenges posed by current mortgage rates and the continuing possibility of economic weakness are likely to remain a headwind for housing prices for at least the next several months. Nonetheless, experts say whether home prices rise or fall in the coming months will likely depend on where you're looking. For instance, southeast metros, such as Miami, Tampa, and Charlotte, North Carolina, saw year-over-year gains ranging between 4.7 and 7.7%, but it's a difficult story in other areas, most notably in cities such as Austin, Texas, Boise, Idaho, Salt Lake City, and West Coast areas saw the big price booms during the pandemic. So the ones that saw the biggest price booms now are seeing things come down a bit. The places that didn't see the giant, giant gains are actually still increasing at the moment. This is according to this article, right? Um, let's see. The, the farther west we look, the weaker prices are. With Seattle as negative 12.4%, now leading San Francisco 11.2% at the bottom of the league table, said Lazara. It's unsurprising that the Southeast 5.4 gain remains the country's strongest region, while the West a negative 6.2 remains the weakest. So, you know, it's going to depend. What they're trying to say is it's going to depend very much on where you are looking. Where, Where are you wanting to buy? Where are you living, right? Despite some areas seeing price declines, experts point out that today's homeowners stand on much more secure footing than those coming out of the 2008 financial crisis, with many borrowers having positive equity in their homes. Consequently, the likelihood of a housing market crash is low. 
Homeowner equity is at the highest level it's been in the past several decades. So homeowners have a lot of value in their home, says Nicole Bouchard, an economist at Zillow. Will there be a lot of foreclosures in 2023? And I'm not going to read through this whole thing, but basically the answer is no, because people have equity in their homes. Why would you allow it to foreclose? Um, when should I buy a home? Buying a house in any market is a highly personal decision because homes represent the largest single purchase most people will make in their lifetime. It's crucial to be in a solid financial position before diving in. Trying to predict what might happen this year is not best home buying strategy. Buyers sitting on the sidelines today in anticipation of lower prices tomorrow may end up disappointed, says Neda Nawab, president of the U.S. region at Compass, a real estate tech company. The housing market, like so many others, is almost impossible to time, says Orfi Divugwai. I think I probably just made that, messed that up. Senior macroeconomist at Zillow Home Loans. The best time for prospective buyers is when they find a home that they like, that meets their family's current and foreseeable needs, and that they can afford. Getting on the housing ladder is worthwhile to begin building equity and net worth. Okay, so then she goes into tips on how to buy a house in today's housing market. So home buyers, I hope you heard that. Get off the fence, get out there, start looking, holding your breath for this absolutely crazy crash. As far as the mortgage mom believes, I don't think that we're gonna see any kind of crazy crash. I think that if we do see home values drop, I think it is going to be modest. I do believe uh, I, I'm in agreement with many of those economists that are saying that, that that's where uh, they would actually go in their minds. That's what they believe that the data is telling them. Uh, even if we saw some modest price changes, I think we're talking percentage points. Again, my opinion could be absolutely wrong, but I do agree with what the data is showing us. Percentage points, you know, one, two, three, five, even 10%. 10% sounds like a lot, but in Southern California, in Los Angeles County, when the median home value is 700,000 for a single family home, 750,000, 10% is $70,000, $75,000. That is nothing that you need to um, freak out about. It's nothing that would kill you if your home property val you know, value dropped by that amount. It's nothing that is going to uh, make you believe that you needed to, some for some reason, walk away from your home. You're going to end up with a foreclosure. The bottom line is you own a home. You have stability. It is your home. Over time, it always goes back up. You're gaining equity in something, you know, just by the simple fact that you own something and you're getting into that real estate market. So home buyers, please get off the fence and stop messing around. Uh, homeowners, if you guys are swimming in debt, if you're not sure where to go, if you don't think a refinance is the right direction, but you feel like you'd like to find out if maybe it might be an option, you guys need to get off the fence. You do have a lot of equity. If you believe that the housing crash is near, um, then you definitely need to be trying to make some decisions about that debt soon sooner than later. Um, so there's a lot for you guys to think about. This was a big episode with a lot of information. I hope that I delivered it in a way that it made sense. And I want you guys to know that my office is always open for you to call, ask questions. We're here for you. We want to help you. That is what we do. You can send emails. You can go to the website. You can send us text messages. You can opt yourself in. You can watch the show. You can ask questions during the show. So I do want to make sure that you guys know that we are here for you. We're here to help educate you and we're here to help you guys make the 
right decisions. You know, it's called Mortgage Mom because when you guys are thinking about something that you're not quite sure what to do, who do you call? You call your mom. And so I do want to make sure that you guys are thinking of me in that way. I want you to call me when you don't know what to do. Um, Claudia jumped on and she says, hello, Claudia. Nice to see that you joined us. Uh, and um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's show. I hope you got a lot of valuable information. We will not be here next week. So I'm giving you guys the heads up. We will not be here next week. We do not go on next week because of the holiday. I hope you guys all enjoy your 4th of July. I hope you're all going somewhere fun in the sun with the family. Um, if I had it my way, I'd be out in Havasu boating. My son is going to be out there doing it without me, so I'm jealous. Um, but I do hope you guys all really enjoy your holiday, and then I will be back the Wednesday after that. In the meantime, you guys want to call me, you want to ask your questions, you want to get something on the books, go to the website, book an appointment, send me an email, send us a text with your, your name and say call me, um, or just call the office. So it's 844 844- Nine three five three six three four. That's eight four four. We lend for you. W e l e n d and the number four. I hope you guys all have a fantastic day. We'll talk to you real soon. Debbie Marcoux is licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, NMLS ID 237926. Also licensed in Arizona, 0941504, Florida, L076508, Georgia, 69178, Idaho, MLO, 2080237926, Illinois, 031.0058339, Missouri, North Carolina, I210940, Nevada, 57237, Oregon, Tennessee, 184373, Texas, Washington, MLO, She's a mortgage mom. She can get things done when you're in need and don't know where to go. Pick up the phone and call mom.